Nobody enjoys watching their favorite hockey team lose three games in a row. But it's the kind of adversity that this team needs in the regular season to avoid coasting to the finish line and potentially failing when it matters most. Let's talk about the Bruins' three-game losing streak and what it actually means here on today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Your Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be. Today is Monday, January 30th. I want to thank you so much for making Locked On Bruins part of your day, free and available wherever you get podcasts, including YouTube. So please do smash that subscribe button on your favorite podcast app on YouTube and never miss a thing. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more by visiting fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. We are also on Twitter, Instagram, at Locked NHL Bruins for the podcast. And you can find me, my dad jokes, hockey tweets, at Ian. C. McLaren. All right, let's talk about this weekend's game, shall we? And we'll start with a big picture. The Bruins have lost three games in a row last week to the Tampa Bay Lightning, and then over the weekend, an overtime loss to the Florida Panthers, followed by a regulation loss last night against the Carolina Hurricanes. Now, I joked on Twitter that. It was a must-win game for the Boston Bruins because no team has ever succeeded in the playoffs after losing three games in a row during the regular season. 100% sarcasm, tongue-in-cheek for those who cannot recognize that. In fact, last year's Colorado Avalanche won their season opener and then lost three in a row. So they started losing three of their first four regular season games. It happens. It's not that big of a deal within the context of an 82-game regular season. And there's been a lot of talk about the Bruins kind of coasting through the regular season, the danger of not facing any adversity leading into the playoffs and then being caught off guard by the opposition. So you either want them to win every game or you want them to lose so that they are, uh, you know, well prepared for the rigors of the postseason. Right now, we're kind of in the middle. And Patrice Bergeron, after the game, said, This team has talked about facing adversity at some point in the year. Here they are. They have to face it as a team together, roll up their sleeves, and learn from what hasn't been there the last few games. The Bruins are still 
38, 7, and 5 after 50 games. They have a league leading 81 points, nine more than the Carolina Hurricanes. As Linus Ulmerich said, they're lucky that they're in that position. To face a little adversity is something that you do in this league. It's nothing uncommon. Players face it personally. Teams face it as a, as a unit. They're in a great spot still. They've got one game left before the All-Star break. They're going to try to go to Toronto, get that win, have a break, recharge the batteries, and get on a heater again. I mean, I get it. I'm going on vacation on Thursday. I've got my bag mostly packed, one foot out the door. The Bruins, no doubt, kind of in that mode already. Looking ahead to the break, they're going to have a bunch of days off, the All-Star break, then their bye week. It's been a very successful first 50 games of the season. They've hit a little bit of a road bump here, and it's not the end of the world by any stretch of the imagination. They don't need to blow it up. They don't need to make all these huge trades. It's three losses to uh, three pretty good teams. The Tampa Bay Lightning, two-time Stanley Cup champions, last year's Eastern Conference champions. Florida Panthers, yes, they're not the same team they were last year, but they won the President's Trophy last year. Carolina Hurricanes, we all know how dangerous they are. Bruins, completely unsuccessful against them during the regular season last year. Pushed them to seven games in the playoffs. They're a dangerous team. You can't make turnovers at the blue line, especially to a guy like Sebastian Ajo. He's going to bury it most times. But that, at the end of the day, the Bruins still in a very good spot. And keep in mind, they're without Jake DeBrusque, who was one of their better forwards early on this season. And who was really coming into his own when he was injured at the Winter Classic. So add him back to the lineup. Hopefully the first game back after the break, it's a completely different team. Uh, Your top six is reinstated. Taylor Hall can move back down to uh, the second or third line. I was hopeful that he could do well on the top line. Didn't really work out. Uh, He did score last night, tipping home Pavel Zaka's wrister early in the third to give the Bruins some life, but they weren't able to get any closer. And uh, the lack of power play success was instrumental in all three of these losses, but especially last night in Carolina. We're going to talk about these games a bit more specifically coming up after the break. But first, today's episode is brought to you in part by Athletic Greens. They have a product that people are relying on each and every day to give them all the high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced superfoods, probiotics, adaptogens they need to start their day right. It's a special blend of ingredients that supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, energy, recovery, focus, aging, 
all the things. Athletic Greens was created when the founder experienced a ton of gut health issues, ended up on a complicated supplement routine to recover, cost him about $100 a day. He created Athletic Greens after experiencing how difficult it is to create an optimal nutrition routine on your own. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. Just one scoop and a cup of water every day, that's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Just visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutrition insurance. Now, the Boston Bruins falling both games over the weekend. They've just picked up one point over their past three games. And one of the big issues is the lack of success on the power play. They went 0 for 6 against the Hurricanes. And then before that, they were a combined 0 for 6 in two games across Florida. Fatigue is playing a factor in the losses, according to Patrice Bergeron. Back-to-back over the weekend, three games and four nights on the road. Every team has to go through that. But you can't deny that it does have an impact. Um, You do have to be pros. Make sure you're bringing it every night. Back-to-back on the road. Lots of hockey. It's part of it. Nothing that other teams aren't seeing. It's part of the schedule that everybody has to deal with. With respect to the power play, Bergeron said, it just doesn't feel like guys are on the same page. Uh, They got away from being in sync, being on the same page. Carolina has a very aggressive and effective penalty kill. We saw that last night. It was excellent. It's not just a lack of success on the part of the power play. It's also that you're going up against three pretty good penalty killing teams. So it's just magnified when these three games come all at the same time. They have to adjust to it, find ways to react, make quick plays, and the puck needs to be off your stick in a split second. Um, They all need to be ready for it. They're going to look at it. There's obviously things they can improve on. Bergeron overall saying they felt sluggish. Could have been a bit different if they had even capitalized on one or two of those power plays. Um, They've got to get better as a unit. Taylor Hall was taken off the first unit. David Krejci was put on there. It's almost as though there's like so much talent on that first unit that um, they can't decide whether to take over or to defer to someone who's just as good out there with them. Do you just fire it over to Pasternak every time so that they can try to get a one-timer off? Do you feed it to Bergeron in the bumper? Do you send it back to the point? 
they have to have a consistent game plan and kind of make those split second decisions that are much more effective than trying to force a pass across or um yeah just not getting the shot off when you have an opportunity Bergeron again saying the Bruins historic first half all the things they've done well to this point they have to lean on those to help pull themselves out of this first slump of the season said you can rely on what we've done to help ourselves and realize we want to accomplish how we want to play it's pretty subtle right now there's details here and there fatigue at times they're not getting in the areas that they should be getting themselves into to help themselves and and we saw that in the tampa game the details weren't there in the third period that led to the game winning goal there you have a late lead in the game against florida David Pasternak scores with less than a minute to go to put the team up. And you can't hold that lead. And then you give up the goal in overtime. And then on Sunday, that turnover by David Pasternak to kickstart the Carolina attack the other way. Sebastian Ajo making a great play on Linus Allmark to score that goal. Turnovers have been an issue. They're just not playing as sharp as they have been. And that's understandable. It's been a rigorous first 50 games, a very successful first 50 games, and they still have 81 points at this point. 38, 7, and 5. I can't... uh, Put that home enough. Even after a three-game losing streak, you're still 38-7-5. and five. It's, it's pretty ridiculous um, what this team has done so far. They deserve a break, and they're going to get it here coming up later this week. It's the same kind of theme that's being hammered over and over again by these players. After Saturday night's game, Charlie Coyle simply said, stuff happens. And it's how you face that adversity, whether it's in-game, game-to-game, that is going to help them. They learn from it, use it in the right way. And, I mean, the beauty of that game was that they got to come back and play again Sunday night, didn't get the job done. Now they're going to have two games off, or two days off before playing the Toronto Maple Leafs on Wednesday. Here's my take on it all at the moment. You've heard a lot of talk lately about how good this team has been and the dangers of coasting through the regular season. That was kind of what happened with the Tampa Bay Lightning a few years ago. There was a perception that they were so good, they coasted through the regular season, especially near the end. And were caught off guard by the Columbus Blue Jackets. A lot of people don't want to see that repeated by these Boston Bruins. So this adversity through the season is good. You can't overreact to these losses because that's what you want. You want them to take some bumps along the way. Learn from it. 
react to it, and come back better. Now, if they do lose on Wednesday against the Toronto Maple Leafs, that, again, it won't be super concerning. It would just be a four-game losing streak. But losing four games in a row to some pretty heavy competition would be uh, a disappointing way to begin the All-Star break. Let's just say that. You don't want to lose to four pretty good Metropolitan, or sorry, Eastern Conference opponents, three of whom you could very well face in the postseason. It's almost guaranteed that Boston will play one of Toronto and Tampa in the second round. And there's a very good chance if they get out of that, the Carolina Hurricanes will be their opponent in the Eastern Conference Finals. That's looking way ahead. Anything can happen in the playoffs, but these are statement games. And don't forget, you're getting every team's best at this point. The Bruins are the gold standard in the NHL at the moment. And every team is bringing it at this point in order to show that they can stack up against these Boston Bruins. Now, coming up after the break, we're going to talk about what's coming up for the Bruins and, again, more on what this three-game losing streak means for them. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. We're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sports book in America, and it is FanDuel. If you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. Download FanDuel now so you can bet Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to point spreads to who will score a touchdown. The FanDuel Sports app is safe, secure, super easy to use, and best of all, you can get paid your winnings instantly. Join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to claim your no-sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. All right, so we are about... Uh, just over a month from the NHL trade deadline. In fact, it is in, um, yeah, just over a month. Friday. Is the trade deadline on a Friday this year? That'd be weird. It's usually on a Monday. Anyways, trade deadline is indeed Friday, March 3rd. So a month this coming Friday. Does this three-game losing streak change anything for the Bruins in terms of their approach? Probably not. Like I said earlier, you have Jake DeBrus coming back. That will be instant boost to the top six. There's the debate on Twitter externally and no doubt internally as to whether the Bruins should 
make a big swing, add, uh, I mean, the big report out there at the moment is the Bruins in talks with the Vancouver Canucks for a package that would involve Bo Horvat and Luke Shin. What would that cost? Are they willing to meet that cost? Or are they more prepared to go smaller, add some depth pieces to the bottom six or on the blue line and put their trust in the group that they have? If this losing continues for several more games, then you'll get more conversations about making a big splash, making a big ad, and really going all in. If the Bruins can regroup and beat Toronto, come out of the gate after the break, and uh, take care of... uh, Who do they play right out of the gate? Washington. Then they play Dallas, Nashville, the Islanders, Senators. Then you'll see perhaps some smaller depth moves. I think uh, a fourth line center, it's probably in the cards with Thomas Nosek being out um, again, affecting the penalty kill. Um, Some depth on the blue line, certainly in order. That's probably what they're looking at right now. Uh, But again, if this losing continues, then perhaps you'll see a bigger swing to really give this team a boost. Again, I'm not trying to say this team is perfect, that there's no flaws. That's obviously not the case. But you can't deny the success they've had as a group so far this season. Uh, Yes, injuries are going to come up. You can't plan for everything. They have limited cap space, of course. They have limited trade resources. No second-round picks this year or next. Those are quite valuable. Uh, They have a limited prospect pool. Be great to move some contracts, but there's probably not much demand for Craig Smith, although he did score the other night. Looked pretty good against Florida. Uh, Mike Riley could be moved, perhaps. Basically, you're not going to trade your scraps for someone's top trade chips. So you have to decide if you're willing to go all in. First-round pick, Fabian Lysel, Mason Lorai, Brandon Carlo, or try to do something smaller with mid-round picks and maybe a Craig Smith or who knows off the current roster. So it's going to be very interesting to see a, what happens on Wednesday against Toronto, how they come back after the break and what the plan will be heading to the trade deadline. Of course, we're going to be talking about it all as it develops. Quick reminder that I actually am going on vacation from this Thursday until next, the second to the ninth. Um, Going to post a podcast following the Toronto game on Wednesday. Um, I'm going to bring my computer with me on vacation. Try to get 
one, maybe two up. If, say, Pasternak wins All-Star MVP, I'll do something on that. If Pasternak signs a contract extension during the break, I'll do something on that. But might be pretty thin during that week, uh, podcast-wise. And, I mean, yes, I did schedule my vacation around when the Bruins were going to be off for this purpose. So that's it for today. Not getting too worked up about this three-game losing streak, uh, but I do hope they rebound and take care of the Toronto Maple Leafs on Wednesday. Tomorrow we'll do our Eastern Conference Power Rankings and bring you all the latest on the black and gold here on the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day. Take care, friends.